Welcome to the Mind Design Sports Podcast. I'm Brandon, and in each episode, I'll be talking about sports psychology with the guest speaker. If you want to design your sports experience, you've come to the right place. If you want more tips and insights on how to improve your sports performance mentally, check out our website and other podcasts at mind-designsports.org. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Mind Design Sports Podcast. Today, I have on Billy Weiss, an award-winning Boston-based commercial photographer and videographer. He's also the senior manager of photography at the Boston Red Sox. Um, thanks for joining me, Billy, and I really appreciate it. Do you want to touch on um, your background anymore and expand upon like photographer, videographer, just to um, explain what that is, just in case the younger athletes don't really know what that is? Yeah, thanks so much for, for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, yeah, I'm Billy Weiss. I am originally from Baltimore, Maryland, um, but live up here in Boston now. I've been in Boston for the past 10 or 11 years um, and really kind of got started in photography um, in high school, kind of discovered it as a, as a passion and a, and a hobby of mine. And I felt like it kind of came more naturally to me than, um, you know, some of the other things like math and science and all that mm -hmm. other stuff in school. Um, and it wasn't really until college that I started to kind of, you know, really get serious about it. Um, I joined the student newspaper and that kind of got me out shooting every day with a purpose, having gotcha. assignments to fulfill, stories to, um, to work on and kind of really being out invisible on campus with, with the camera. Um, and I used that portfolio to then um, network myself into a few internships during, uh, during college one was um, with the team photographer for the Baltimore Orioles. Um, so that's kind of how the whole baseball realm got started. Um, sure. After I graduated with that internship, I worked for the Orioles um, for a second season as a part-timer um, and then learned about the, the Red Sox internship and, and moved up to Boston for a Red Sox photography internship and was lucky enough to, to stick around. The rest kind of grew from there and the rest is history. But, um, you know, 11 years later, here we are. That's awesome. Cool. Um, is there something about photography that really like makes you excited to do every day? Is it the final product? Is it the process of it or just something else about it or even like a combination? I think for me, it's a big part of it is the access that it gives you and it puts you in, in situations and moments and in front of people that you otherwise wouldn't find yourself in. Um, you know, when you talk about applying it to sports specifically, you've got a front row seat to some of the, the greatest sporting events uh, and venues in the world. And, you know, you're able to witness um, some of the most exciting and meaningful moments, um, you know, in sport. And, and as a sports fan and a former athlete, um, I, I think <laughs> it's kind of the perfect combination of, mm -hmm you know, creativity and athletics um, that puts you in this kind of magical world where you're able to kind of see that firsthand. So, you know, for me, the camera is empowering and it gives you um, kind of a, a, a credential or a, a key mm -hmm. to these um, to these places that you never thought you would ever set foot in. Gotcha. Just curious, um, if there was like another sport, um, not baseball, would you enjoy it just as much or would it be kind of like an adjustment or you still like it just as much photography? Definitely. Definitely. I mean, every, you know, shooting every sport is, is different. Um, there are different kind of uh, general rules that apply to each sport um, when you're, when it comes to photography and um, it's just a different pacing for each sport. Um, you know, I do a lot of the mainstream sports. So, you know, when I'm not doing baseball, I'm doing 
um, you know, football, basketball, hockey up here in the Northeast. And those are kind of the more mainstream sports, which are great. Um, I'm super also interested in kind of these um, non-traditional sporting events that kind of last over, you know, one short period of time rather than like an entire season. So something like a, you know, a tennis tournament, a Grand Slam tennis tournament like Wimbledon or, um, you know, um, like the Dakar rally in, in um, you know, overseas and kind of like event, the Tour de France, like events that kind of um, just happen once. And there's a lot of build up to those events are what intrigue me and interest me. And so like, if I'm yeah. talking bucket list, like those are the type of events that I would love to, to shoot um, in addition to those like day-to-day, you know, mainstream sports that we all see. Yeah. What was your coolest moment you've seen so far uh, while like, um taking photos or videoing like is there like a specific game or moment that was really historic or like special to you well i've been through uh two world series championships with the red sox here uh one in 2013 and one in 2018 um and they're both you know amazing and and special for different reasons in 13 it was kind of um you know off of uh, the terrible tragedy of the Boston Marathon bombing and how the city, you know, kind of came together and rode the back of the Red Sox all the way through that year and and winning the championship kind of helped the city heal together. So being a part of that and being able to document that story was was really special on an emotional level. And then in 2018, you know, we were just a a really good team and, you know, the the team kind of dominated all the way through the season. And so just witnessing kind of a, a pure dominance of the sport um, all the way through to a championship was, was really cool. Um, you know, and at the Red Sox, I've seen, you know, seen some other great things that, you know, retirement in the last few years of, of David Ortiz and the hundredth anniversary of Fenway Park. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of special moments that, that happen every year, but those are kind of a few of the, the key ones. That's awesome. Um, being around sports so much and like having that firsthand, um, I guess, like, view have you learned about like baseball or sports in general more um as like a sport or even just like looking at the athletes watching them play um if so like what have you learned totally i mean you know when you look at when you watch sports or you go to a game as a as an average everyday fan you're looking at it through a lens that is kind of disconnected and you're seeing the product Mm -hmm. that comes out on the field and it's very easy from a passive standpoint to you know, talk about the athletes or talk about team performance or talk about what's wrong with the league or what you like about the league. Right. And, and, and it's, it's different. It's very different when you're actually in the mix and your colleagues are the athletes, you know, we're, we're dealing with um, professional athletes every single day. Um, but the more you work with them, the more you do realize that they are real human beings, um, you know, with families and other interests outside of the game. Um, and personalities and so I think that's what you kind of learn from from being around sports is that you see the human side of of the athletes Um, and I think that weaves you know really delicately and intricately into the photography in, in trying to bring that humanity out of them and and communicate that to you know the follower the viewer the fan um, so I think that's what I've kind of learned from, you know, being around so many uh, incredible athletes who are at the top of their game and the top of what they do is that, yes, they are, you know, high profile, um, highly visible athletes. However, um, they are human beings just like you and I, and they've got the same emotions and interests and yep. 
um, you know, things that we deal with. Yeah, you get to see their fuller picture. I get that. Um, so do you get to also like talk one-on-one with them or like as in a team setting or is it more of like um, you're off to the side behind the scenes type thing? Yeah, it's a little bit of both. I think it's a balance. I think um, okay. in order to what we do, in order to do what we do really well as a, as a team photographer, you know, your ability to do so is, is really largely dependent on your ability to make and maintain meaningful relationships with, with the athletes. And so it all kind of starts on a relationship building level, not taking pictures, but just person to person. What are you interested in? What are you all about? What can we, what do we have in common? Um, And so I think that's kind of how it starts. And then it, and then it builds from there, but there are always like individual conversations happening. There are certainly times where myself and the other members of our creative team will um, will address the team as a as a, a larger group, um, just to you know discuss what we can bring to the table and what we can offer them, um, and it's just a matter of making them feel like they can trust you, that there's a mutual level of respect oh, going okay. both ways, and that you know you're in a position to to help them um, rather than put them in any sort of compromising situation. So um, that's kind of the, those are the types of conversations that that take place on a formal level, but as as time goes on. You just kind of develop a, you know, a healthy friendship and, and working relationship. And it's just like, you know, a normal relationship that you'd have with anybody else. I see. And like talking to these uh, professional athletes, do you see like a difference or even a similarity between these pro athletes that are older versus like younger athletes in high school or middle school? Um, is there connections there? I think it's interesting because uh, off the field and in, in all the stuff that they have to do, they are a lot more involved there's a lot more responsibility away from the game you've got your media um, responsibilities you've got you know your social media and marketing Mm -hmm. and so I think they are there are differences there in that they're much more aware of all of that um, extra responsibility but then at the same time once they get out on the field or the court or whatever it is I think there's a lot of similarities to you know kids or uh, young adults at lower levels where they're just having fun playing the game and it all comes down to that and all the other auxiliary stuff that uh, is involved with being a professional athlete kind of just goes away and they're just, you know, out there purely enjoying the game in the moment. And so I think there's definitely differences um, and some of those things that you just learn over time. And then I think also there's just uh, at, at its purest, most simplest level, there's a love of the game that doesn't change whether you're in middle school or high school or in the professionals. Yeah. And like, obviously, these professional athletes are becoming adults or already adults for a long time. And with these extra responsibilities, do you think that would affect their mentality or game on the field or on the court? Um, uh, Does it like help it with those extra responsibilities because you're more like diligent with your time and you're more organized? Or do you think it would hurt it because it kind of like distracts you and you have other things to do? So you can't really focus on like baseball as your main priority. Yeah, I think it can go both ways, you know, and I think it depends at at what point the athlete is at when they kind of enter or come into this spotlight, you know, some Mm -hmm. um, athletes who come into the league, um, you know, have had the spotlight on them for a long time already, and they're used to this, and they know how to kind of compartmentalize the energy and the stresses of what come with those extra responsibilities and, and put them aside, and then there's other ones who have never experienced anything like that in their lives. And then all of a sudden you're thrown into this kind of limelight and 
I, I would imagine, you know, I can't speak for them, but I would imagine it can be pretty difficult for some. Yeah. Um, you, you look at baseball specifically, you know, you've got a lot of, um, you know, foreign, foreign talent coming in. Um, a lot of young, young men who have never uh, set foot in the country, you know, who don't speak the language, um, who, you know, suddenly at 18 or 19 or 20 are um, in the professional uh, levels of baseball or, you know, the developmental leagues very close to becoming professional. So in those cases, I, I would imagine it's got to be very, very difficult. Um, yeah. The good thing is I think a lot of teams now are really investing in that support and in that development in order to ensure that, you know, they're put in a, in a, in a good um situation so that they will be successful with those with those kind of endeavors which i think is super important awesome response jumping back to you and photography what have you learned as a photographer over your career and um especially being at like the top as a senior manager like you kind of have that like um i guess responsibility or even um more like i guess accessibility so like what have you learned over your career well, I think there's a couple of things. The first is that, um, you know, especially in this industry or this world, you have to uh, separate your your fandom and your, um, you know, uh, being starstruck yeah, in any way yeah. and separate that and learn how to um, just act as a professional in this environment. And so I think that's kind of one thing that over the first few years you kind of learn. Um, and then I think the other thing was was just, you know, you do have a a, um, a a position that is very meaningful to a lot of people, whether you realize it or not, especially with a brand like the, the Red Sox, is you are a, a pipeline to access for so many fans. And that's not to be taken lightly. So, um, you know, your ability to kind of get in there and, and show the inner workings of a team or an athlete or, you know, a coach in a way that is... Uh, both respectful but enlightening to outside viewers is super super important and mm-hmm. um, I think it's just not not to be taken lightly so that kind of goes into more of like the the mentality of, of photography rather than you know the technical settings and um, the creative aspect is more just like learning that the mentality of the job is, is definitely intricate and there's a lot of a lot of nuance to it I see um this will kind of segue to my next question. Do you do any sports on your free time, like as a hobby? I, so I played tennis in college. Um, I played, you know, division three um, NCAA tennis, um, which was great. Uh, you know, I grew up playing um, baseball through the end of high school. So JV and varsity baseball. Um, and then now, yeah, I mean, I still play, you know, tennis every once in a while. And, you know, I like to run, I like to work out, like to do, you know, Peloton, um, basic stuff to, to stay in shape. Um, I'm not in any like organized leagues or anything at the moment, okay. but maybe if there's some time toward the future, I'd love to kind of get back into that, but yeah, yeah of course. just, you know, basic, healthy lifestyle, up, uh, maintenance and upkeep is, is what I'm into right now. Yeah. So since like your photography has been so much into sports and you kind of get that, like, um, firsthand view, like I said, like, all the time you're kind of constantly exposed to it has that helped you on the tennis court or like just with any sports you do in general like even when you work out um yeah I I think maybe a little bit but I mean I'm not at a competitive level of anything right now like you know the most competitive I'll get is Mm -hmm. like sign up for a 5k or whatever (laughs) Um, okay so 
I, I mean, I use, I use exercise more as a, um, you know, kind of an escape from, from work and escape from thinking about, um, sometimes like the stresses that come with the job. Um, you know, so I don't know if I directly apply, you know, being around athletes to my mentality now. Um, I kind of use it more as like an escape at this point, just to kind of clear my I mind. And, yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Cool. Um, also, do you want to talk about like the video side of things, like how video versus photos, um, when you're like taking pictures or like the split, like, are you taking videos half the time and photos half the time? And what's the difference between the two? Yeah, totally. Well, at the Red Sox, we um, actually have a very, you know, incredibly talented uh, video production staff and they handle all the videos. So myself and my team are, are strictly photography at the Red Sox. Okay. Um, that being said, we do, um, we do uh, collaborate on tons of projects and it's always cool to kind of have both the photo and video elements going together. Um, I use video more in the freelance side of my, my business. So when I'm, you know, shooting for other sport, sports clients or um, commercial clients, that's when the video comes in. And it's, it's cool. Like, I, I think, you know, in this industry, it's, it's very important to be well-versed and well-rounded and, you know, have a, a skill set that isn't just one dimensional. Um, so, you know, I took it upon myself to, to learn the video stuff. And I, I think it's, I think it's fun to do. And I think it's a different way of thinking because you're not just looking for that single, like isolated instant that's frozen in time. Mm -hmm. You're kind of more crafting a story um, based on different clips and like, over an extended period of time. So um, the video is like definitely something I'm, I'm super into. It's, it's more of a, I guess, creative challenge for me. It doesn't come as like naturally to me as, as photography does. Um, but I love, I love going out there and shooting and, you know, kind of dealing with the different elements of video and audio and like putting the edit together in a timeline. Um, so there's a lot more moving parts than just like the still photography. Yeah. It sounds awesome. Like the way you said it and it's good to have that like a uh, uniqueness from like photos which are like still versus videos which capture a lot of stuff um a lot of movements and action yeah cool um doesn't photography and videography like relate to marketing and advertising as well like photos um being posted on instagram or social media i guess that could have a good um send a good message to like your audience or fans do you want to talk about that and more of like um the social side of videos and photos yeah i mean it's funny because this has evolved like even over the you know 10 or 11 years that i've been here um when i first started it was like just take the pictures and they go into an archive and you kind of mm -hmm. don't even see them again and now you know obviously it's all about social and putting the content out in real time and giving fans something to follow along with while they're either watching on tv or at the game on their phones basically um so we always have to keep that big picture in mind and you know, while we're shooting, we are constantly transmitting photos and dishing out um, content to our team in real time. So, you know, we're filing uh, photos in game on our laptops through our cell phones um, as the action is happening. And, you know, basically that's creating kind of a live experience for fans to follow along with, at, you know, as the game's happening. And so it's become a huge part of what we do. And it's, um, you know, it, it's building the team's brand online. And then it's also building the, the athletes kind of individual brand and right. just kind of communicating to them that, you know, the content we're getting, the, the video, the photos, the graphics, like we will share this stuff with you and you are free to like put this out for your own brand. 
Um, and, and they appreciate that. And it's become a big part of, of what we do now, which is super interesting. Yeah. Um, I ask that because a lot of our listeners are like competitive athletes and they also want to get like, for example, high schoolers want to get recruited to play D1 or play overseas or whatever the case may be. And I wanted to ask if, do you think these athletes could use a photographer or videographer to their use and to their like um, advantage? Like for example, maybe they could help them uh, take photos and then post them on their social medias or even videos that might make um, like getting recruited by coaches be more easier or is there something else in that type of um, realm like that can help athletes that way? I think it's definitely an asset. I don't think it's like the number one thing that athletes in that position should rely on. You know, I think right. it's probably more about, you know, their skill and their personality and of their course. maturity and, and being able to network the right way. But I do think it's definitely a, a valuable asset and becoming more and more part of the equation um, just in the, in the, the space we live in now. Um, I think you can't ignore it, you know, um, but I would caution people to not like have it overwhelm their, their personality or 100%. Um, be like, yeah, the main, the main thing that's driving it. Um, but I've seen like, you know, you even notice a difference, like in the young kids that are coming up now, like they have brands, you know, like they have made a brand for themselves already. Um, whereas, you know, the guys five, 10, 15 years ago, like wasn't even on their radar. So it's super interesting to see how that's evolved. And, you know, I think we've all seen like the athletes that, that have a, a, a brand for themselves in some form um, set themselves up for a, for a very lucrative career. Um, yeah. Whether their success on the field pans out or not, it sets you up for, um, you know, opportunities either involved with the game or outside of the game that um, can definitely be valuable. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to ask that just because I know a lot of people also, like you said, just try to focus on their um, skills and just try to be the best they can. And with that mentality, they think that, you know, the fame and like um, the coaches will come to you like naturally instead of like using marketing or advertising. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to get your take on that. Cool. Mm -hmm. um, so what are your plans for the next 10 years, 20 years as photographer, as part of the Boston Red Sox? What are your goals? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I think, uh, within the Red Sox and kind of moving more toward, um, you know, larger scale marketing campaigns. So um, increasing the production value of what we do and kind of appealing to new audiences and demographics. And it's, you know, building on, we're not just a photography team that just takes pictures. It's how does photography, photography fit into that larger package of content that we can deliver and how can we like curate and craft advertising and, and marketing campaigns mm. to attract new viewers and new demographics. So that's kind of where we're headed, um, you know, in the, in the Red Sox. And then I think, you know, individually, like, I think you, when you have success in a field like this, people kind of like automatically identify you or put you in that box of like baseball photographer, right. Or Red Sox photographer. And that is a huge part of my identity, but you know, there's also a lot of other stuff that I do. And so I think it's, trying to move more into the commercial realm, um, still working within the sports and lifestyle space, but more, um, you know, for brands and businesses. So more in an advertising realm rather than um, kind of that live event sport photography that I've kind of done for the past 10 years, moving kind of more toward the, the commercial and the campaign side 
of, of the industry and, and working with athletes, but in that sort of way, rather than, you know, always just being on the sidelines at the games. So that's where I'm headed. Um, got a lot of ambitions and, and goals there and hopefully, uh, hopefully we'll pan out. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, like exposing yourself to different like fields and I guess genres and like types of photos you can take. That's awesome. And like, yeah, yeah, exactly. And just realizing that, um, you know, there's a whole other world out there of like commercial advertising that yeah. still works with athletes, you know, still telling stories of athletes um, in a way that, that I love in a way that is, is super creative. Uh, but it's just a different, it's a different approach than uh, just being on the sidelines and shooting, you know, day in and day out on the, on the sidelines. Gotcha. I guess that's like one way to try to better yourself. My next question was like, how do you always try to better yourself as a photographer and videographer? Like, is there a mentality when you like, are on the field taking photos? Do you want to like take it at a different angle or um, try to do something unique or new to learn? Or, and I just try to ask this because maybe this tip that you like your mentality with photography might resonate with athletes that are listening to this. Maybe they can kind of translate on the court or field or yeah. Yeah, no, totally. I think it's an interesting point. Like I, I am always trying to, um, to get better. Um, and I am a, like a lifelong learner. Um, and I think that's super important within photography or any creative field, because, you know, after a certain point, you've got it figured out and like, you know how to take photos, you know mm -hmm. how to get good images, you can be dropped into any situation and come out with good results. And I think it's important to not be satisfied once you get to that place. It's like, okay, well, what don't I know? And how can I push myself to learn? you know, that new skill set or that new way of thinking or that new approach to shooting. So I think it's always like goal setting and kind of searching for that next mountain to climb, um, yeah. which I think is, is what keeps me going. I mean, you know, you think about a job like mine, like we have 81 home games a year, right? 162 games total, if you're including road games, it's the same thing every day, right? So it's like, how are you going to keep yourself creatively fired up and how are you going to find like new ways to to do this um so i think it's just yeah that constant goal setting um and, and finding new mountains to climb creatively that that keeps you that keeps you going yeah i think for those athletes out there i guess that can kind of connect to like pushing out of your comfort zone um always trying to reverse the player that's better than you so that you can improve instead of uh being comfortable playing against someone in their same tier or someone below yeah. you so Definitely. No, and I, you, you see that, like, even the, the best athletes, the, the athletes that are at the top of their craft, like, you know, just thinking through from the Red Sox lens, you know, uh, David Ortiz, uh, Dustin Pedroia, uh, uh, Mookie Betts, um, you know, these elite, elite, you know, top 10, top five in the league athletes are never satisfied. Like every day oh, yeah. they are working, they are mm -hmm. uh, obsessing over like, what can they do better? And if they, you know, if they did one thing wrong, they're like in the, in the gym or in the batting cage the very next day or that night working on it. And just so it's like seeing that, um, you know, kind of shows you like, that's kind of what it takes to be at that level. But even if you're not on that level, like just having that dedication and having that constant um, desire to, to grow and to get better, um, I think is what drives a lot of, a lot of athletes. And I think that's pretty cool to watch. Yeah. It's like that hunger and motivation that they have. And that's what makes them so good because like, you can't really stop them. They have that intrinsic motivation to always better themselves. 
And I think that's really what separates the good athletes from the mm-hmm. great athletes, um, yeah. good athletes from the bad ones. So uh, thanks for that. And yeah. um, if you had one thing to tell these young athletes that listen to the podcast to, to take away from this podcast, what would it be? <laughs> I would just always think back to something my parents always told me when I was playing at every single level, which is just have fun. Like that's the most important thing. Um, yes, it's, you know, important to have success and be motivated and, you know, play at a high level if that's your goal, but end of the day, you have to enjoy it while you have it. Um, you know, I miss dearly my days of like high school baseball and college tennis and life gets a lot more complex when you enter the real world, so to speak, and you start working and, you know, you got family and like things get, things get more complex and and you kind of, miss those simpler days when like you just went out with your friends and had a great time um, with whatever sport so I would just say have fun and I think that applies to even career in in some sense too whatever you you know you end up pursuing you know for for me with photography like yes I have goals and I'm motivated and I want to succeed and I want to be better every day and I want to keep learning but at the end of the day I'm having a great time doing this every single day and I love what I do and I'm passionate about it. And I think, you know, that's super important to find in whatever career you pursue. So I always just try and, you know, during the stressful times, just just remember to like, enjoy it, have a good yeah. time and, and treasure those moments that you get. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like during those tough times, which will inevitably come up, I think like knowing your purpose and why you're doing it, that's definitely important because it'll kind of push you through and like, you won't give up as easily. So. Yeah, that's great advice. Um, those are all my questions. Do you want to like include anything else or talk about anything else? No, I think, um, you know, it's great what you're, what you're doing. Um, I think, you know, the mental aspect of, of sports is, is definitely something that I think is getting more um, exposure and attention, but certainly, certainly a, a very important one as much as the, the physical aspect. Um, oh, yeah. And I think, you know, in, in my career and in a similar um area of interest in, in, in creativity in sports. Uh, the mental aspect is, is almost as challenging as the actual learning the, the hard technical skills. Um, so I think it's super important work that you're doing and people like you who are in this space are doing. And, you know, I encourage people to just, um, you know, stay, stay on top of that and keep that priority at top of mind. Yeah, I appreciate that. And hopefully these young athletes appreciate your advice and the sports psychology advice. I think it's important as well. And yeah, I appreciate you coming on the podcast and talking about photography and your role in the field. Um, Obviously it's an important one. It's what we see like most on social media. And I guess um, people need, people should appreciate the work you guys do because um, it's not really emphasized as much as like the actual, like on the field, the players, athletes, they're all in the media. So yeah, hundred percent. I learned a lot. So thanks so much. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the My Design Sports Podcast. Before you leave, please show some love for the podcast by subscribing, liking, and commenting. Stay tuned for next month's podcast with a new guest speaker.